Hey, ultrasound listeners, would you like a chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card? Fill out a feedback survey. More info at the end of this episode. everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of Ultrasounds, brought to you by ob Delivered. I'm Serena. And I'm Brittany. And we're your medical student hosts for today's episode. We're excited to announce the two-episode series on international medical student rotations. Today, we have some of our wonderful colleagues that we've met on our rotation in Kumasi, Ghana, um, who are going to talk about their experiences in their respective countries and medical school experiences. Great. So let's get started. Um, first, I think it'll be great if we can all um, introduce ourselves. So I think it'll be great to start if you could please introduce yourself, your country of origin, your medical school, the city you live in, and... Um, we'll go from there. Yeah, we can go from there. Um, Excellent. I can go ahead and get started for me and Serena. Perfect. So we are both from the United States and we both go to the University of Michigan, which is in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Fantastic. Yeah, and my name is Luisa. My country of origin is Sweden, and I'm currently a medical student at uh, Linköping University uh, in Sweden as well. And I just finished my fourth year of med school. And my name is Delise, and I'm also from Sweden. Uh, I live in Gothenburg, and I'm in my fifth year of medical school now. Okay, um, hello. I'm Winnenumbo Nakoli. I'm a fifth-year medical student in Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology in Ghana. And yeah, as I said, I'm in my fifth year. <laughs> hello, my name is Maria Guadalupe. I'm from Brazil. I currently live in a city called Jumjai. I'm studying the Faculdade de Medicina de Jumjai. I'm currently in my fourth year. Hi, my name is Enama Brasechi, and I'm from um, Ghana. <laughs> I had <to laughs> I, um, I'm in fourth year in medical school, Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology, and I live in Accra, Ghana. Thank you everyone for joining us today. We really appreciate you taking your time on your very you know, precious time here in this wonderful country of Ghana. Um, and we are excited to have both local medical students and other foreign exchange students here so we can get a better idea of different medical education systems throughout the world. Um, one of our first questions is asking you each to walk us through the medical education timeline in your country starting after graduation from high school because everyone has a different type of path and might not have the uh, typical college university training that the United States is used to. So um, I'll start with Brittany talking about um, just a brief overview of the United States medical education. Yeah, so in the United States, we typically graduate high school around the age of 18, and then students will go on to four years at um, college or university where you can um, get a bachelor's degree in anything. These are typically like your pre-med courses, as you might have heard before. Um, after that, you apply to medical school, which would be another four years. 
um, to which at the end of medical school you apply to residency and the length of residency depends on the specialty you choose but ranges from three to seven years um, and afterwards you can further specialize with fellowships but I don't think we need to get into those details today. <laughs> Absolutely and you're technically considered a doctor in the United States after you finish your four years of medical school but you're not boarded to practice within a specific field of medicine until you finish your residency so you practice as a physician under the supervision of boarded physicians um, throughout the course of your residency and for the purposes of OB-GYN um, that's going to be a four-year residency. Yeah that's a great point and I think it's important to kind of say that some of the terms we use is like our first year of residency we're called interns mm -hmm. and that our boarded physicians are called attendings in the United States because yep. we think that can differ. Great. You guys want to talk about Sweden? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in Sweden, you normally graduate high school when you're 18 or 19, mm -hmm. and then you can apply for university. Yeah, uh, straight away. After straight that. away if you want to. And uh, when we started, the program was five and a half years. Mm -hmm. uh, now it's six years. They've changed that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and what we do is we have it like divided from preclinical, like you do as well, for two and a half years, and then there's three years of uh, clinical wet rotations. Yeah, and then we have two years of mandatory internships before you get your license, mm -hmm. and after that you can uh, apply for residency, which is normally five years, mm -hmm. uh, with some exceptions. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Does everyone apply for residency in Sweden? Yeah, everyone replies for, applies for residency. Is it, well, there's always exceptions, but that is kind of a normal path to go. And you could, of course, like do research and stuff instead, and like in the meantime, in between maybe. But yeah, that's the normal way of doing it. And are the residency lengths different in Sweden for different specialties? It is normally five years for almost every specialty, I think. Yeah. With some exceptions. I think thoracic surgery is six years, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, uh, I think most of them are five years. Great. And can you guys remind us one more time where you are within this timeline of medical student education? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I am in uh, my fifth year now. Uh, and since we have five and a half years, I have one year left. Excellent. Yeah, and I just finished my fourth year, so that means that I have one year and a half to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's <laughs> getting close now. Yeah, we're getting closer. <laughs> I see the light in the, in the end of the tunnel. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually feeling like every rotation I do is a giant step towards being finished. It's yeah. like a slope now, downhill. <laughs> just gonna be downhill. Yeah. Okay, so um, Enam and I are going to take um, Ghana. Yeah, so in Ghana, you complete senior high school around 17, 18 years, and you enter medical school straight. You don't have to go through any other. And that's based on the course you do in senior high school. In our senior high school system, you go based on courses. So there's general arts, there's general science, there's visual arts, there's um, home economics. Yes, home economics. You're already kind of doing something towards where you want to end up. So if I did general arts in senior high school, it wouldn't be possible for me to choose medicine in the university. 
So it kind of starts from high school. So how early do you have to start planning to go into medical school if that's what you want to do? From JHS, because that's when you choose your course. That's so when you're... Around 15 years yeah, old. Yeah, so when, you, when you're about writing your final exams to enter senior high school, mm-hmm. you choose your school and the course you want. So based on the course you get... So if you do something like general arts, there's no way you can do medicine. But if you do... Um, the good thing about doing science is you can always branch into everything else. Yeah. Okay. You can branch into business, you can branch into general arts, you can branch into home economics. Science is like the best course to do because you do everything. Uh, okay. Yeah. So usually a lot of our parents encourage us Just to do. go for science because it's the safe option. When you get there, then you get to choose whatever you want. So yeah, you can branch from general science that you did in high school to whatever you want to do. But you can't like come in from... Um, business or general arts to come and do a science-based topic or field like medicine or engineering or anything like that mm-hmm. or pharmacy. Yeah. yeah, it's actually exactly the same in Sweden. Okay, so you enter into medical school after your interview and your exams. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. the way we they pick. So medical school is six years here. You do three years preclinical and three years um, clinical, and you get your human biology degree. first degree certificate. Then you then you start with your clinical rotation. That's where we are right fourth now. Year. Yeah, I mean, so she's in fourth year. I'm in fifth year. So fourth to fifth year. After which, um, you have two years of housemanship, compulsory housemanship. Um, I think that's kind of like your internship in Sweden. Yes, and after that, you are well an MO. You're a medical officer. You have the license to practice in whichever facility you want. Mm-hmm. But then from there, you can also do. Um, I think after some time, I think it's three years or so. Yeah, depending on the facility that you are a medical officer at, um, they, they, I think they choose to sign you off if your supervisors are satisfied with how f- what you've learned as a medical officer. So yeah. usually it's like three years being a medical officer before you can start residency. That's in Ghana. But if you choose to leave after your housemanship, you can go outside and specialize there. That's, yeah, so basically that's it. Yeah, but just as a summary for all of our listeners, it sounds like in both Ghana and Sweden, you go straight into your medical school training yeah. right out of high school yeah. when you're around 18 years old. Yeah. And then you continue for six-ish years yeah. Yeah. until you do this extra training as a physician mm-hmm. that's called either internship in Sweden oh, or house okay. job yeah. in Ghana. Yeah. And that's where the term house officer is used here. And I think it's important to distinguish between, um, in the United States, we use the term house officer to refer to all of our residents and the term intern to refer to our first year residents. So when we say intern in Sweden, that's someone who hasn't started their residency. Same for house officer. And sometimes that can be confusing when we talk about our residents with all of these different terms. Um, So I think that's something that we have all figured out as we talk to each other about our paths moving forward. We'll start talking about different terms, meaning different things, the same term, different things. So. um, Yeah, and I think one difference as well Forgive me if I'm wrong, but in Ghana, you don't have to do a residency after a house job if you want to be like a general practitioner. Yeah. 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 Exactly. You, you can just be a medical officer. You don't have to. Most people do, but most people just go outside and um, specialize there. And we hardly have them coming back, but few of them do do their residency here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Can you tell us more about what residency looks like if you elect not to just do your house officer position and go practice as a general practitioner and instead decide to go into residency? Okay, depending on the specialty you're doing, your residency, that would determine the length of years. Some of the fields, like I think for orthopedics, for example, I think you can jump straight into it. But for some of the other fields, you kind of have to do a bit of everything before you focus on what you actually want to do. So even though I know obstetrics and gynecology, you have to do your residency, you have to do the entire obstetrics and gynecology. Then after that, you now, I think you do your fellowship in either obstetrics and gynecology or gynecology, you choose one. Yeah, I think that's how it works. So depending on the specialty you are doing, you have different requirements, you have different lengths of years. So yeah. And it's very variable. We can't exactly give you a range like you can say five years or something. It's it varies across board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very Perfect. Thank you. I suppose we'll uh, no, I was just worried that internship is not the correct word to use, but I actually Googled it now and I think that's the closest to like our what is called like if you uh, like s try to translate it directly, it would be like a general service. Is the general Swedish yeah? Plan. It's like the Swedish word for it. But I think internship is actually what used in English. So that was just the thing I was worrying a bit oh, about. Yeah. And also, I think uh, one difference, if I'm not mistaken, between house officers here in Ghana and our uh, interns in Sweden is that we don't get our license until after our internship. Oh, yeah. Well, the house officers here do have a license, yeah. Yeah, that is a big distinguishing factor because people will refer to themselves as physicians at different points in their training. Like in the States, it's after the four years of medical school, but we've actually had eight years because we also did four years of college beforehand. And so it, it, it doesn't translate when we tell people on our international rotation that we're fourth years it sounds like it, we're starting our first year of yeah. clinicals, which would be the case in Ghana, yeah. but we're actually applying into residency and graduating in a few months. Okay. So, yeah, different different strokes for different folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to talk about Brazil now, but I'm starting saying something that it's different. Um, so, intern in Brazil is actually the last two years of medical school. So the fifth and sixth years are called interns in Brazil because you work as you're a doctor, but with the supervisor of an attending. So you do everything that you're supposed to do as a house officer here, but as a non-doctor. So you have to be supervised by someone that has more knowledge than you. So um, like the whole path of medical school in Brazil is like this. We get out of high school, like in 17 years old, 18 years old, and we go to medical school. We have to go through an entrance exam. It's actually very hard to get into med school. It's one of the most hard things to do in Brazil. Um, you have to study everything that you went through high school to get into med school, medical school. And yeah, you get into med school. medical school is six years just like here in Ghana. And the last, like you start with three years of preclinical and you have like anatomy, physiology and everything. In your fourth year, you start having clinical subjects. So you have uh, pediatrics, OBNG, um, 
medicine, internal medicine and surgery and everything like this. And you start having practical lessons. So you go to the hospital, you take history from the patients and everything, but you're not still doing rotations exactly. In your fifth year, you start rotations and we do like this. It's two months for, for each rotation in results. So for example, and next year, I'm in my fourth year, I'm finishing fourth year, I still have two months to go of my fourth year, and I will start fifth year next year. So I'll start with vacation, and then after two months, I'll start with internal medicine, and then I will go to pediatrics, and every two months we change rotations, and we do that in our fifth year and our sixth year. So we go through everything in this last three years of medical school, and the fourth year just lessons, and like looking what the doctors do and in the fifth year and sixth year actually getting the job done with them and it's pretty much like this and after you graduate you are a doctor so you are a physician you have your license and you can practice but you practice as a general doctor so you go to the er you do normal things and then as to have a residency you have to apply for a residency and you have to make a test so like the entrance exam in the beginning when we got into med school, you have to do the same thing for the residency in a specific hospital. So you have a lot of hospitals to apply to, just like United States, but we have to actually make a test. It's, we don't have like letters of recommendation and none of that. It's just like really hard test that we have to go through. And then you start residency and like here, it depends on which subject you choose, like for example, I think uh, gynecology and obstetric, it's like five years, I think, or six years. And pediatrics is five years. And if you choose a specialty related to internal medicine, for example, you have to do three years just as a general practitioner. And then you specialize on, for example, cardiology. And then you do like how many years the cardiology was expect you to. And then you become like a specialist, I think. And that's how it is. In Brazil. Lovely. So after high school, you go straight into medical school? Yes, we go okay. straight to medical school. Our system is very similar to the Brazilian one. Yeah. Yeah, very similar. Even, we forgot to mention it, the residents and all that, they actually have exams. Yeah, that the res write your residents, do they write exams? Um, yes, we, we have board exams that are split across the course of medical school and residency. So you have, um, they call them step one, two, and three because we're really creative. And um, so we take step one and two when we're in our last years of medical school. And that's one of the prerequisites to apply into residency like Maria was saying in Brazil. And so um, that's like one of the criteria they use to see your application strength. And then once you're in residency, you do step three, which is gonna be at a physician level. And then at the end of residency, you take your board exams, which are like to actually certify you to practice that specialty. Yeah. We they write normal OSCEs like how we do here. Hmm? Like the residents, while they are practicing, while they are practicing Interesting. Yeah. In the States, I don't think that there's as many like formal exams. It's a lot of clinical responsibilities to the point where you are 
the residents tend to run all the units in the hospital. The attending physicians um, uh, are the people who supervise for all the medical decision making, but the residents get all of the work done and move all the pieces. And so um, that's kind of the responsibility, less as an academic learner, although there's a lot of learning to be done while you practice clinically. Yeah. Say there's like less um, like attending physicians or like consultants as they call them here in Ghana, like on a team in the States where like there might be like our team right now has like four five consultants on it yeah at back home there'd be like one there's only one like <clears throat> attending physician and then a multiple residents there'd be more yeah yeah and so i think that that's just something it's like a little different but that could also just be based more on our hospital system as well since we haven't practiced elsewhere that's true that's true that's actually a good point i think that um the term used for the physician who has finished their residency is different in every country so in the United States, it's called an attending. I'm wondering if you guys can just very quickly tell us what it's called in your country. So after residency, when you finish, mm -hmm. we would call it like a specialist in whatever you have done your residency in. Okay, in Ghana, specialists are like, they just finished their residency, but consultants will be... After like, you've done like research paper. No, those are professors. No, like consultants. Okay, consultants have done research. Extra. They've done extra. They've added more to their specialty. So another level. Yeah. And then professors are obviously those who have written papers. Done and academic work. Academic work. So yeah, that's Perfect. how it works. Yeah. Yeah, I think in Brazil we'll be called specialist as well. I don't think we have like a tending name or something. If we work in a hospital, we would call them chiefs again. I think like when you're the chair, the main person in the hospital, I think it would be that. But I think it's a specialist. Perfect. Thank you for clarifying. So I think apart from us, we're also specialist and consultant are like a two-step thing. I think everyone, once you are done with residency, then you kind of attain that position that's like chief or specialist. Mm -hmm. oh, is, there, is there like another level? Like the way we have specialist and consultant. Yeah, so we are also like after you're a specialist, you can be uh, like, you can be, yeah, like a consultant. Uh, that is kind of the next uh, step, but it's more like... Um, there's more to do maybe with the years of experience and the responsibility yeah. that you take. So when you're finished with residency, you're a specialist mm -hmm. and that is kind of your degree. But you can take a job as a consultant after a few years of, uh, of when you have a few years of experience. Mm -hmm. So that is kind of the <laughs> next step, but it's, it's a job. It's like an, you're employed as it. So you're, you can be a specialist straight out of residency Exactly. But the higher level job is called consultant. Yeah, it's something like consultant or like the chief. Uh, yes, yeah, so you can have different kinds of, of jobs, but your degree is a specialist. That's kind of the closest way of explaining it for me. Yeah, and you can be a professor as well or like, but your degree is a specialist. Yeah, I think the US might be the odd one out in this case. <laughs> No surprises there. <laughs> thank you all for taking the time to record this episode. And thank you to our audience for tuning in. Join us next week for part two of International Women in Medicine to hear from Lovisa, Delise, Winnie, Maria, Anam, Serena, and me again 
and about how our gender identity plays into our experiences within healthcare training in our respective countries. I want to give a special shout out to Maria Berra from the University of Michigan, who is our first raffle winner. If you'd like a chance at winning our next $50 gift card raffle, fill out our feedback survey linked in the description. Subscribe to Ultrasounds wherever you get your podcast for more high-yield topic reviews and recent news. You can also follow us on Instagram or Twitter at OBGYN underscore delivered or find more topic review outlines and free question banks at our website www.obgyndelivered.com. And always remember, we put in the labor so you can deliver. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ultrasounds. Would you like a chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card? Fill out our feedback survey linked in the description of this podcast. Make sure to complete all the questions in order to be eligible for the raffle. Participation in this survey is voluntary and responses will be used to better ultrasounds for audience members like you. The survey takes less than five minutes to complete and we'll invite you to enter into a raffle for a $50 gift card upon your submission. OBGYN Delivered appreciates your feedback.